Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. It's Sarah here, and I am here for my usual Saturday slot where I get to kick Anthony out of the studio for a few minutes. And I get to chat to you on my own about this beautiful sport, kind of from a newbie's perspective. And I've kind of given myself this, you know, the big sister title, and I am just too willing to (laughs) impart my opinion and knowledge about this sport onto you even though I'm probably just a couple of steps ahead of you and I hope that some of the info is useful and today I want to talk about my new love which is gravel riding. Now if you're a regular listener to the show you'll know that I recently got a hand-me-down gravel bike from Anthony. Now as far as hand-me-downs go this isn't too shabby at all so think less threadbare jumper that you got from your older cousin (laughs) and think more epic orange beast of a bike that's kitted out with disc brakes and di2 oh my god it's such a cool bike i was out training on it last weekend and somebody actually rolled up to me and was like your bike is amazing so (laughs) that was so cool it's it seems almost like too good for me but look i'm just gonna keep rolling with it i hope that i'm gonna do it justice and i hope i'm gonna have loads of adventures on it and a few weeks ago i did my first ever gravel race which was the buzz I just loved it. It was so much fun. And I hope to do a lot more of these when the season kicks off again next year. And that brings me nicely to the wrap up of the pro gravel season this weekend and the final race of the Lifetime Grand Prix. So what is the Lifetime Grand Prix? It's a competition comprising of six iconic off-road cycling races. So these individual races have been going on for years, but now they're all kind of tied together for the first time. And that all happened across 2022. And the series combines three mountain bike races and three gravel races. So they put it all together into this elite competition featuring 60 cyclists and they are competing for a prize purse of a quarter of a million bucks. Nice. So there's 60 handpicked cyclists in contention. So we've got 30 guys and 30 gals. And there's the kitchen sink of cycling disciplines represented here. So we've got world tour roadies. We've got track world champs. We've got mountain bike Olympians. There's even a triathlete and a former elite rower here. So in order to be uh, let into this Grand Prix series, riders had to submit an application to be considered. So they not only had to detail their race resume and why they wanted to compete, but also what they're actively doing to grow cycling in the US, which I absolutely love and that triathlete I mentioned well she's not just any triathlete it's three-time Ironman 70.3 champion and two-time Ironman bike course record holder Rach McBride so the standard is standard is very very high at this she was hoping to rely on her endurance and you know her her bike strength to give these kind of real bike racers a run for their money but it didn't really go to plan for Rach and she didn't perform as well as she had hoped and even the gravel pro 
shows have struggled with this series. The mountain bikers have risen to the top like cream. Now, the races are maybe a little bit more skewed and favour the mountain bikers a little bit, but there were extreme distances. There was challenging terrain, really high altitudes and loads of variety within the racing disciplines that they had to master so you had to be a really well-rounded cyclist so in the race we've got really famous names from the u.s and beyond we've got retired and current world tour roadies we've got lachlan morton lawrence tendam ted king the king of gravel peter stentna we've got ruth winder emily joy newsome and amber neben and then there's the mount- mountain bike pro like Keegan Swenson, Aaron Hook and Leah Davidson and there's just so many more stars that are involved in this. So the small 60 rider Grand Prix field, well it's designed to maintain this participatory spirit of the lifetime events. So it provides a unique opportunity and these challenges to some of the best cyclists in the United States but as per usual the events will gather hundreds and even thousands of participants but these Grand Prix riders will be up the front and they'll be up front and centre and trying their best to win these coveted points and the, the premise is simple really the riders had to race at least five out of six races and if they did the full six races their top results would be added up and whoever has the most points wins the bounty the prize money for the male and female winners it is the same which is fantastic to see and the winner will walk away with $25,000 second place gets $20,000 and it keeps going down to 10th place who gets about six grand so not bad prize money you might say but if you think about it all the travel requirements plus the need for at least two different bikes so you've got your gravel bike and your mountain bike an endless number of tires and kit plus the rides are all self-supported so you do need to bring a team with you to feed you and yeah I would say that with all of those costs the riders have been leaning quite heavily on their sponsors for some financial support now this isn't a UCI race but it is a race and we know that when there's money involved cheating happens so thankfully there are random anti-doping tests just to keep everyone honest (laughs) so the first race kicked off on April the 9th and the winners were Keegan Swenson who as I mentioned is a mountain bike rider so he won for the guys and Mo Wilson won the women's event and tragically as we know Mo was murdered only a few weeks later. So in May, for those of you that aren't familiar with the story, Mo Wilson was fatally shot in Austin, Texas. And police charged Caitlin Armstrong, who's another prominent gravel rider, with stalking and killing Mo Wilson. And it's believed that the murder was a result of a romantic jealousy over Colin Strickland, who is another gravel pro. So when a warrant for Caitlin Armstrong's arrest was issued, she allegedly attempted to flee law enforcement and she was eventually captured in Costa Rica where she was down there trying to set up a new life for herself. So you can imagine the ripples that this has caused within the gravel community. It's such a a terribly sad tragedy and I know that that race will always be synonymous with Mo and apparently she was very very popular in the gravel scene. Now the next race was in the famous or infamous maybe unbound gravel race which is 
the big daddy. It's 200 miles. Yeah, 200 miles. I said 200 miles. That's 322 kilometers. And that happened in June. And the race is known for really testing the equipment on bikes. And there was punctures, mechanicals galore, loads of drama throughout the day. And the winner for the ladies was mountain bike pro Sofia Gomez Villafane. And the male winner was Ivor Silk. Now that was followed in July by Crusher in the Tusher, which is a 70 mile gravel race, which is about 112 kilometers. I love the name of these races. It's so different from the road scene. It's just so much more fun. Like Crusher in the Tusher. Could it be any more different to Liège, Basson, Liège? <laughs> so they call this the hardest 70 mile gravel race on the planet. And even though the course is about 60-40 split of gravel to tarmac, the event pits riders against relentless climbing at challenging altitudes in the back country of Utah's little known Tusher Mountains. It's It looked so tough. I watched that one and it was a grind. Then in August the competitors were on to Leadville. Now Leadville is so famous. It's a hundred mile mountain bike race. So the athletes had to pack away their gravel bikes yet again and jump into this epic course in Leadville, Colorado. It's a 104 mile out and back course and it's the most established and iconic race in North America. Now this race rarely dips below 10,000 feet above sea level and it climbs as high as 12,500 feet. (laughs) So there's a lot of altitude going on here and there's a very famous climb in the middle called Columbine Mine and this climb will make or break your day. It's a brutally tough course. It features forest trails with some asphalt. It's, as I said, high altitude. It's, it really is a bucket list for a lot of riders in the US and a lot of the flatland gravel specialists really suffered in this race. Keegan Swanson got the winner's points for the lads and Hannah Osho was on top of the podium for the ladies in this race. In September then, the athletes lined out for the 40-mile Shiguamagan Mountain Bike Race in Wisconsin. And okay, it's the shortest race of the Lifetime Grand Prix, but it has a lot of technical challenges and it really made the participants suffer. So this weekend, we're on to our final race, which is happening. It's called the Big Sugar 100-Mile Gravel Race. And at the top of the leaderboard for the women... At the moment, we have Hayley Smith, Sarah Sturm and Sofia Gomez Villafane and they're all within about three or four points of each other. If Sofia Gomez Villafane does win, it'll be a great night in her house as her boyfriend Keegan Swenson basically has the men's competition wrapped up since September and I don't think he can mathematically be caught so he has basically pocketed the prize money Keegan and Sophia seem to be the gravel race power couple of the moment but of course there will be a lot of jostling for second and third place with Alexi Vermeulen, Cole Patton and Peter Stetna fighting it out Big Sugar it looks like it's going to be amazing it's got this really lush backdrop there's you know it's just remote rugged 
loads of gravel roads it's in Arkansas and so it's just going to be an amazing amazing finale for this epic series the organizer said at the start of this season that its goal was to increase cycling fandom in the United States and showcase some of the best and unique off-road events throughout the country and I think yes it has done an amazing job of this gravel racing and gravel riders just somehow feels more reachable more approachable than world tour riders this offbeat laid back fun attitude it just gives us so much more entertainment the riders don't seem to have these big PR teams telling them what to do what to say in interviews you know in the UCI teams it just becomes so robotic but with gravel it's just raw it's emotional it's passionate and I for one have fallen very deeply in love with this type of cycling and maybe next year I'll even stick my name in the hat and do a few of these episodes hopefully you'll get to check in on this race the lifetime grand prix this weekend and maybe it will even inspire you to sign up for a gravel adventure too so until next week all you gorgeous cyclists safe pedaling thank you for listening to today's podcast have you ever wondered how good you could actually be each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work and family and social obligations but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling okay okay maybe you won't ever win the tour de france but for most of us this is what cycling is about so let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams so whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist we have a suitable coach for you so why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com